Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Joyful Noise podcast. I'm so happy you are here because today's episode is going to be G-O-O-D good. Let me tell you, today I have the honor of being joined by one of the most incredible God-fearing, Jesus-loving and authentically living women I know. She also just so happens to be so fun to talk to. Um, So without further ado, let me introduce you to Angela Britt, a.k.a. Miss Ange. Thank you for being on the podcast today, Miss Ange. Thanks, Kayla, for inviting me. I am G-L-A-D to be here with you. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to be talking about the big topic of restoration And before diving into like the questions that I have like set out for today's episode, I thought it would be a good idea to actually define the word restoration. And the Oxford Dictionary says that restoration is the action of returning something to a former owner, place or condition. Mm -hmm. So with that context of restoration, let's kind of go into the first question. Um, so when a person thinks about restoration, I think we often view it as a fulfillment of a promise, a result to a problem or the fixing of something broken. Because of this, most people only have their eyes on the end product, but few acknowledge the journey towards the complete restoration. What are your thoughts on this? That's a great question, Kayla. You know, I, I think so much of the appreciation of the art of restoration only happens in if you really experience the journey. You know, I think we all can get, you know, we just, especially the world we live in, we just want quick results. We mm-hmm. live in a very instantaneous, you know, society. But really, when you think about restoration, how the Lord restores, you know, he mm-hmm there is a process, you know, there's a sanctification process that we go through um, with that uh, restoration in mind. And I don't know that if we didn't actually lean into that process, Mm -hmm. that we would not be able to come alongside other people in their restoration process and encourage them and help them stay focused on the goodness of God in the midst of, you know, the rebuilding, you know, rebuilding yeah. isn't, isn't a joyful, doesn't always have to be a joyful, you know, it's not always joyful. The end result is joyful, yeah. but during the process, it can be painful. Sure. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a bit on what your personal journey towards restoration has looked like and how you've managed to actually joyfully walk through and or towards restoration? Sure. I don't know if we have enough time in the podcast (laughs) for all of it, but I will say, you know, I think the world has a way of um, the world, the enemy too, has a way of just distorting what God has for us, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I was um, born, um, I didn't know my biological dad. And didn't find that out until I was uh, in my mid-20s. And so I I had this, you know, if you will, kind of a root of rejection a little bit um, that just kind of followed me. And so that, you know, between that and I did not, I was not a believer. I was not a Christian at all. You know, I knew of God. Um, 
you know, just like the enemy knows of God and the mm -hmm. demons know of God. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him and wasn't brought, brought up in a Christian home. And really, honestly, um, the experience that I had with Christians in my early teenage years, if you will, was not a good experience at all. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I remember on consciously on occasions thinking, if that's what it means to be a Christian, I don't want to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, just because I was met with a lot of judgment um, mm -hmm. and criticism. And I never saw that I can remember the love of Jesus lived out. Um, and so, you know, when Jesus began to court me, which was when kind of was, I was in my early twenties, I'd had both of my children. Um, you know, he began to, to, you know, tear down some of those walls and some of those layers. And he did put someone in my life that represented Jesus. Well, mm -hmm. um, this person spoke love to me, but she also was, met me where I was. And when I think about Jesus, that's what he does. He speaks mm -hmm. love. He speaks truth. But he meets you where you are. He, you know, when I think about all of his, you know, teachings, he went to, you know, he met. And even, even in the places where, you know, like I think about the woman that, you know, um, reached out for his cloak, he put himself in a position to be reached. Mm. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, really began that restoration process because we're all born with a purpose. We're all born with a plan. Um, we are all born with a, you know, this image of who God created us to be. Um, and the world comes along and distorts that image um, and begins to tear down, if you will, the foundation that God wants for us. Um, and, you know, if, when you begin to be courted by him and he begins to kind of break down some of those walls, you know, you have that hope of restoration. You have that hope of him really being able to um, overcome and, you know, tear down those walls that the world puts into place. And people, you know, I mean, I've been through sexual abuse. I've been through physical abuse. Um, you know, all the things that the enemy tried to use to distort God's plan for me, you know, when I placed my faith in the Lord and when I surrendered my life to him. And I think when I think about restoration, you know, it, it, I think about the rebuilding of a home, you know, you have to tear down. There has to be a tear down process in order for, um, what was meant to be there, you know, to be, um, to be created. And so yeah. when I think about that restoration process, it is so much of the tearing down of the abuse that we've been through, the lies that we have been told, mm -hmm. um, the, um, you know, when I think about just the world we're in now, the, when we take on other people's identity or we begin to wear labels that other people, mm -hmm. you know, put on us and don't step into who God has called us to be. And just figuring that process out is so much a part of that rebuilding process. So um, that's a very long answer um, mm -hmm. to your question, but finding joy in it, I think has really been that I, I know the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And 
because I know his heart for me and his heart is to restore me. His mm-hmm. heart is to bring me back to that image of who I was created to be, mm-hmm. not not what the world tried to or the enemy tried to steal from me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I know that and I can meditate on that, it makes the process joyful because I know that what God is doing is good. I know it's for my good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always feel good, but I know just like that, you know, the tearing down, I know that, that he is faithful to bring fruit and to bring beauty mm-hmm. out of what he is stripping away from my life. Yeah. So the next question I have is what are some tools that girls can practically use in keeping their focus fixed on the restorer instead of the actual restoration, which kind of ties into the thing of being present, being present in the journey and not mm-hmm. like only focusing on the destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I think when I think about that analogy, it really is kind of knowing and trusting the builder, you know, mm. um, and really, you know, surrounding yourself from a practical standpoint with people that are going to um, speak truth into you, speak love into you, that are going to encourage you. You know, I heard a saying years ago that you will become um, an average of the top five people that you spend time with. So Mm -hmm. it is really important to surround yourself with people that love you and accept you, um, you know, but the people that are also going to challenge you, you know, to in your mindsets, you know, they're going to really bring you back to is is what you're doing right now is that leading you closer to the lord or is that pulling you farther away from him because i think you know the uh, it's interesting recently i've just kind of digging into really how the enemy works more so Mm -hmm. and you know he is very um crafty uh, and we know this um but he presents things in a way that look almost like, you know, it's, it's counterfeit, it's counterfeit mm-hmm. to what, you know, um, what the war would cause to you, but it looks so similar that unless you are really, really focused on it, mm-hmm. um, it's easy for you to miss it. And then all of a sudden you can look and, you know, a six months goes by, a year goes by and you can say, how did I get, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And it was just that really slow. There's a long by, there's a song by, um, uh, casting crowns called slow fade, Um, And it is just kind of that slow fade. And so having those people around you and being vulnerable, you know, I think that that is something that I would really encourage girls to do right now is number one, to find your safety, you know, your group of safety, but then be vulnerable in that group, Mm -hmm. be transparent in that group, you know, don't come in with this uh, face of who you think that they want you to be. Yeah. Um, but really trust the Lord and that he has put people around you that are going to help you grow in that. So that, and then, you know, some of the things that we know, you know, are you spending time in, in the word? And I mean, those are things that we, that we talk about, but really, are you getting to know Jesus? Yeah. I mean, we can spend time in the word, but are you in everything that I just did a study on, um, on, um, um, Elijah. Yeah, that's his name. Um, we just did a study on that. And, you know, the story was about Elijah, but really what I saw 
in that was the heart of God. Yeah. How how really the depths that God would go to to reach lost people mm -hmm. and how he prepared Elijah and all the things that Elijah mm -hmm. went through in mm -hmm. order to be used in that, you know, in that process. And so even when I think about restoration, you know, sometimes that we don't understand the things that we're going through, but they're part of a bigger plan. And yeah. I just don't want girls to miss out yeah. on the blessings of a, you know, of God, you know, doing big things, mm -hmm. you know, like he did with Elijah, because we don't understand the process. We've got mm -hmm. to get to a place where we trust the heart of God in spite of the process. Yeah. And I think that also just ties into the thing of, I think a lot of times people disqualify themselves from receiving the restoration. Um, but the thing is, is Jesus is, that that's his heart he's mm. he came down here to restore and fulfill the void which happened when like humanity fell mm. like he that was his sole purpose to come and and bring us back to a place where we can come into his presence come into that place of blessing and mm. and walk out from that so I just want to also just encourage girls to, to, as you said, like get to know the word and not just the Bible word, but get to mm -hmm. know the word as mm -hmm. in Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. Because he does truly just love each and every one of you guys so, so much. So on to the next one. Um, there, as, I was, as I was preparing for this as well, I really felt this thing that the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart that for instance, that they might be a girl listening to this, that hasn't received physical restoration in a, in a form that is visible to the eye, let's say a relationship mm. issue or a physical like health situation um, that just doesn't seem to be coming or being fulfilled or being healed or being restored. Um, how can, how can we as Christians, believers, people, girls, whatever you want to label it as, still joyfully walk out in the restoration Christ gives us. And do you mind sharing a few practical examples? <laughs> um, wow, that's a um, that's a deep question, my friend Kayla. <laughs> um, you know, I think so many times we think that you know, God's blessings or the evidence of God, God's restoration, if you will, is when things go our way, mm -hmm. you know, or when, you know, that relationship is restored or, you know, when our health is restored or whatever, you know, but I think it goes back to what we talked about initially is, are you looking for the end result or are mm -hmm. you looking for Jesus in the midst, you know, because true mm -hmm. restoration honestly is the peace and the joy that happens in spite of mm -hmm. things not going our way. Yeah. Um, and I think too, I would encourage you in that to be, I'm, I'm really big on transparency and vulnerability. Just to, mm -hmm. I think that that bridges a lot of gaps for people. I think it opens a lot of doors for people. Um, I think authenticity is needed, especially mm -hmm. in the younger generation. Um, and so I would encourage you from a practical standpoint to be open, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and to be honest with your struggles through that and also to be open and honest with the goodness of God through that too Mm -hmm. because people identify more with pain than they do with success yeah and and that kind of ties into like the whole comparison thing as well that happens a lot on social media is people are very open and vulnerable often times and they share really difficult and hard things but most of the time it's just the highlight reel and mm-hmm. comparing your situation of man it's been 5 years and i still haven't been healed from from this mm-hmm. or i'm still dealing with this hurt or this whatever your box may be but Sally over here has already had three of her issues solved in the last mm-hmm. like month why is it not happening happening for me what am I doing wrong and it comes back to and I think it's it just comes back to the strategic attack on ident- identity as well mm-hmm. um, because if you start questioning and doubting who you are and your position in the kingdom as a daughter of the king mm-hmm. I think then then that whole spiral effect of not delayed restoration. That's not what I mean, but I think that whole thing of that's when the journey towards restoration is not fully as joy filled Mm -hmm. as it Mm -hmm. should be. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to, you know, again, I keep going back to my analogy But, you know, we, you know, when you rebuild a house or whatever, you know, there's structural things, there's things that will do damage to the home um, if they stay in. They may look beautiful, they may feel right, they may look like they're supposed to be there, but if they stay there, then it is going to cause destruction um, for that home. And that home, you know, six months down the line, five years down the line is going to implode on itself. And Mm -hmm. so again, it goes back to trusting the architect It's trusting the designer. Mm -hmm. It's trusting that, you know, God is rebuilding this temple, Mm -hmm. um, and you are the temple and God knows exactly what needs to be where and what doesn't need to be where, and what's going to be good for you. What's going to draw you closer to him. Mm -hmm. What's going to pull you away away from him, what's going to help you understand his love for you on a deeper level, what someone else is going to need to hear in order to understand his love for them. Um, There's so many different things going on. um, But if we, again, trust the architect, you know, God knows exactly what needs to be done at exactly the right time in order for, you know, the restoration process to be complete. And I think it's hard. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disqualifying that it's hard. You know, the past several years have been some of the hardest for me. And it's just holding on to those promises. It's Mm -hmm. not holding on to them, believing them. God is for you. Mm -hmm. God is working for you. God um, is restoring you. It's holding on to them, proclaiming them, Mm. um, praying them over yourself. And then I think this is, this is hard sometimes believing that you are worthy to be redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. And this kind of brings 
2 Corinthians 13 in again, um, but this time verse 11. And I'll be reading it from the Amplified Version where it says, Finally, believers rejoice, be made complete, be what you should be, and be comforted. And then it goes on. Um, but what I want to highlight on this is that it adds why we should be complete, why we should mm-hmm. be restored. Like that is part of who we who we need to be mm-hmm. so that when we are made whole, when we are able to live out of that restoration, we can fulfill what the Lord has planned for mm-hmm. us. Um, I want I to think just- too, just in your, just as you're talking, you know, I think it just reminds me, you know, that we all have different, you know, we we're all wired differently. We all mm-hmm. come with different gifts and abilities. And like you said earlier, there's so much, um, comparison out there right now that truly if we listen to the lives of the world can rob us from that uh true redemption because it true redemption is you know and in, in being in in that restoration process is truly walking into who you're supposed to be yeah. you know and it may not you know I don't have the gifts that you have Kayla and vice versa. And if I look at you as better than or me less than, you know, because my gifts are different, then I'm not really number one, like you said, surrendering to that restoration process, because mm-hmm. I want, you know, I want something different. When I was young, that was hard for me, you know, because I saw, you know, all the things that everybody else was, and I wanted to be different, you know, mm-hmm. and truly that process starts with you in and I, I remember I had a um a, a someone told me one time that we all have a superpower you know and it's like find out what that superpower is and you know kind of through the process of that it was just kind of finding out what is it that I that that God has really gifted me in because we all have it mm-hmm. you know when you come to know the Lord you you know you are you know, there's spiritual gifts that that you get. And I know when I first, you know, did, you know, learn my spiritual gift, I was like, no way, Jose, that is not my spiritual gift. (laughs) Um, But as I began to cultivate that relationship with the Lord and him grow me and mature me, just like you said earlier in the scripture, I began to recognize it. And then it, it, you do have that sense of identity. You have that sense Mm -hmm. of purpose, but so much of it is resting in who he's called you to be and getting your peace and identity from that. Yeah. And ultimately like God is not the one that's bringing the brokenness. That is just our nature. It's, Mm -hmm. it's what the world does. It's what the enemy's plan is. And the enemy is going to try and keep you as far away from his plan and purpose and mm-hmm. ultimately walking in com- like complete fullness because when you do that that is when the kingdom mm. grows and mm-hmm. he doesn't want that mm-hmm. and that kind of brings me back to the point that I forgot earlier is whatever area of brokenness and area of expected restoration you are hoping and praying and trusting for like that, what you're going through has a plan, has a purpose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just keeping that in mind as well, not just only the day where I can go like, yay, I've overcome this or I I've 
I'm completely free of any pain in this area. Mm. I've been made complete in this area, etc. Um, the like instead of focusing on that and just like rejoicing in that moment, now you can rejoice. Okay, this this thing of anxiety that I'm facing right now, or this thing of whatever broken relationship I'm facing right now, ultimately one day could potentially be the the fertile seed. Mm-hmm. that that falls on fertile ground mm. and causes somebody else to say yes to Jesus mm-hmm. so yeah be encouraged to yeah, I love that to just yeah be focused on the journey mm-hmm. um, no matter how long it takes yeah well and I think too you know a lot of times we think it's kind of like we were talking about in, in earlier is that we really do think that um you know, I mean, sure, God has the ability to touch us and, and for it to be gone. It does, you know, I mean, he, he has the ability to do that. A lot of times, though, many times, at least in my life, he doesn't do that because he wants me to walk through the process because yeah. the process teaches me dependence mm-hmm. on him. That's the good. process teaches me his character. The process teaches mm-hmm. me the depths of his love for me. And so if I take away the process, mm-hmm. I take away getting to know the Lord. And two, it's about me, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's about my ability and my strength and what I did. And so, you know, practically speaking, there are things that we do from a, that we should do, I should say, that we should be taught going through the process, you know, Mm -hmm. in order for us to get there. And some of those are those daily disciplines of prayer of, you know, reading the Bible of, you know, meditating on, on, you know, really align the the Lord to speak to us and and through those daily disciplines, you know, that is that's part of the process too. It's not I call it fairy dust. You know, a lot of people just want, you know, fairy dust. Okay, everything's good. You're 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 great. But mm-hmm. again, that takes away the relationship. Yeah. That's very good. That's very good. Bring <laughs> this to a close. Miss Angela, is there anything that you want to just any final statements or words that you just want to impart on the lovely woman slash ladies listening to this sure i would just say you know if i could just rewind back to when um you know i was your age kayla or the age of your you know the girls that are listening you know you are loved you are cherished you are Mm -hmm. worth um you know, you have a, a God that is pursuing you, pursuing your heart, yeah. um, preparing your future, is working really hard um, to restore you to what he created you to be. And if I could leave you with anything, it is you are beautiful and you are worthy mm. to be fought for and to step into that battleground and also to fight for yourself. Yeah. Um so that's what I would say is that you're worthy and you're mm-hmm. loved and um, it, it's worth it. I will say the restoration process is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. There you have it, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Please subscribe, like, follow, comment, share, whatever you need to do. And then I'll see you guys next week for the next episode. Bye. Bye.